Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Mesech the Shabbos, Perik Yud Zayin, Mishnah Beis, and Mishnah Gimel. And we're continuing in our discussion of Muksa, the laws of Muksa, and we're focusing on one particular facet, and that is Kli Shemalach Dole Iser, which is a utensil which is generally used for forbidden malacha, such as a hammer. Generally, we use a hammer for knocking in nails, for building. Therefore, it's, it's, it's classified as a kli, which is muksa because it's used for non-Shabbos purposes. However, unlike a rock or a piece of wood, which has no Shabbos use, a hammer could potentially be used for something that's permitted to be used on Shabbos, such as opening a nut or doing something else in the kitchen. And therefore, because it could be used for a Shabbos use, or it could be used for a non-Shabbos use, but primarily it's used for non-Shabbos use, it's called a Kli Shemalach Iser, meaning its designation is it's generally used for non-Shabbos use, and therefore, so long as you don't intend to use it for a permitted use, you're not allowed to touch it. You're not allowed to move it, excuse me. You're not allowed to move it. However, if you have a use for it, such as you want to, you want to open a nut, you want to, or whatever it may be, we'll see a bunch of examples in our mission, you want to do some sort of permitted Shabbos use, so then you're allowed to make use of it. Now, there are a couple of things I want to bring up here. One is, what's the reason you're not allowed to walk around with a hammer? And the answer is probably obvious. It's muksa, there's no Shabbos use for it, but also there's a concern that if you're walking around with it and then you see a nail sticking out of your wall, maybe you'll bang it in and then you'll come to Makabatish, you'll come to do a malacha on Shabbos. And that really leads us to a much broader discussion, and that is that although I keep on calling a klish malach del iser muksa, because it looks like muksa, it seems like muksa, muksa is things that don't have a Shabbos use, you're not allowed to move, there is actually a discussion if a klish malach del iser, again, an item which generally its its purpose is not, and its function is not for Shabbos uh, use, it's for a, a non-malacha, excuse me, it's for a malacha, is it really muksa? Perhaps one can make the following hakira. One can make an argument and say, a maybe it's muksa. It's just that if you have a permitted use for it, so then we give you a dispensation and allow you to use it. Or one could say, no, in fact, it's not muksa. It's just because we are concerned that you may end up walking around with a hammer and banging a nail in the wall. So because that's really its primary use, therefore we say, treat it as if it's muksa unless you have a permitted use for it. So, that's the machlokas. Is it muksa or is it actually not muksa? We just treat it like muksa because, because um, we don't want you to end up doing something forbidden with this item. And what are we going to nafkaminas? So, I think one big one is going to be, what if you have an actual non-muksa, non-klishmalachtaliser item available? Such as, let's say I have a nutcracker available and I have a hammer. Must I use the nutcracker, which is certainly not a cliche malachal iser, or can I say, no, look, at the end of the day, the hammer is perfectly, um, I'm perfectly able to use a hammer to open the nut, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to opt to use the hammer. Well, if you tell me the hammer is really muksa, we just give you a dispensation, a heter, to open a, to open a nut with it, so then I would say, well, if you have an alternative available, which is not muksa, not even a cliche malachal iser, so then you better use that. Whereas if you tell me, no, 
A hammer is not muksa. We just treat it like muksa. So then there's no difference between a nutcracker and a hammer. Both are not muksa. It's just we have certain concerns with a hammer. So then we could say you don't have to go and search out for a non-muksa, non-kli-shamlachta isra alternative. And the various other nafkaminas. And as I'm talking, I'm thinking maybe I'll drop a longer podcast sometime next week going through some of these halachos in depth. Okay, stay tuned for that. So, says our Mishnah. A person may take a hammer to crack open nuts. Again, that's, that's the example we've been using. Similarly, um, you can take an axe, again, usually used for chopping wood, to cut open a cake of figs. Take a saw to slice open a thick cheese. Or a shovel to scoop, open dry, scoop up dried figs. A winning shovel or pitchfork to put food on it for a child. We're not going to talk about the sanitary concerns here. A spindle or a weaver's pick to pierce fruit, to put, the, uh, put them on your plate or to pick up the fruit. A hand needle, which is a standard needle used for sewing clothes, to remove a splinter in one's skin. It's own little issue we can discuss, we're going to discuss. Or a sack, a sack maker's needle, which is a longer and thicker needle, in order to open a door by using it to pick the lock. Again, all these things are primarily used for muksa purposes, but if you have a non-muksa purpose, a non-muksa function, then you may move it and use it for that non-muksa task on Shabbos. Okay, next Mishnah, Mishnah Gimel, is going to be just another example, but we're also going to bring in the laws of Tumah in as well. When they when olives are harvested, you store the olives in a large vat, and we, we wait until they're softened in order to press them. And in, and what, what they do is they take a long, hollow bamboo stick, which has knots at the end of it. That's just, if you think of the bamboo, so it's, like, it's long and there are knots every a foot or so, and they use that stick, they pass the stick over it, and they ch- to check if it was ready for pressing. Um, and also, sometimes they would fill the, bam- the the hollow of the bamboo up with oil, they pull it out and check the status of the oil to see if it's ready to press the actually press the olives. So, this stick, this bamboo stick, if this stick, they leave the knot at the end of the stick, i.e., you have a hollow stick with a knot at the end so that it holds the oil, so then it's makabal tumah, meaning to say it's susceptible to becoming tumah because one of the rules for something to become tumah is it has to be a container and it has to be considered a kli. And a kli is a utensil, something that has a, a receptacle to hold things. So if there's a knot at the end, it now it can now hold the oil, thus it's considered a receptacle, so it can it can uh, be makabal tumah, susceptible to becoming tumah impure. The imlav ain't makabotuma, but there's no knot at the end, so then it cannot hold the oil, even because it's hollow and the water, the oil will just uh, flow right out, and therefore it's not susceptible to becoming tummy. However, bainkach or bainkach, no tumashabas, but whether or not there is a, hole, a, a knot at the end, because this bamboo uh, stick, this bamboo cane, is used for, is you has a purpose, a utility, it's used for checking the olives, it's considered a um, a kli. And therefore, it may, be, it may be moved on Shabbos. It's not considered muksa. It's not considered just a, a beam, but it's considered a kli utensil, so it's allowed to be used on Shabbos. I wish you all a wonderful day.